Well, Hills, we eagerly await for Australia v Pakistan on Friday, but oh. the, the upsets just continue, as we mentioned right at the head of the show. Now we've seen Netherlands roll South Africa. Who better to go to than Bharat Celebration in India? Bharat, can you believe what is unfolding? <laughs> we, we, we saw England beaten the other night, and now we've seen South Africa rolled. And these are comprehensive wins. I don't even think uh, we can call them upsets. I think that would be unfair to both Afghanistan and Netherlands. Uh, and I just got to Bangalore earlier this evening. And I remember, you know, boarding the flight. Uh, there was rain in Dharamsala, I heard. And then there were early wickets for Netherlands. And you thought, you know what, this is, uh, this is predictable. South Africa have been such a dominant team. And then I land in Bangalore and I check the score. <laughs> Netherlands have made 104 runs in their last nine overs. Scott Edwards, uh, Australia's own, uh, if you can claim them, claim him already, um, has turned the tide. And then, what, 245 and 43 overs, South Africa never really looked in it. They kept losing wickets, kept losing wickets. And eventually, I mean, this is, this is how comprehensive a win it was, right, guys? Eventually, South Africa were playing for net run rate. I mean, who would have ever thought oh, yeah. that would happen against the Netherlands? Yeah, my one of my big fears is a washout that disadvantages Australia from the position they've got themselves into. So you know, you did well to check the result when you got off the plane, Barat. You know, it's easy to assume yes, South Africa would have got that covered. Were they yeah. were they lazy with the bat? What do you um, you know the Netherlands good with the ball? No, I think Netherlands are a very disciplined team. Uh, we've seen that earlier this tournament as well. And he was look they have come to the World Cup or this main draw after having pulled off some incredible wins in the mm. qualifiers. Right? They beat West Indies, chased down that big toll from a position of, uh, you know, looked like no return. Uh, they beat a fancied Scotland team once again uh, at, a, at a point where it looked like they were knocked out. Um, and, and even in the two games they've played so far, they've been pretty disciplined uh, with the ball. Uh, they don't give much away. Uh, and once they had runs on the board to defend, uh, they are not very easy to just put away. And we saw it in the T20 World Cup last year. I still uh, think one of the most exciting uh, days for me in a commentary box is when Netherlands beat South Africa at, at the Adelaide Oval. In very similar circumstances, South Africa came into that match as favourites. All they had to do was win that game and qualify for the for the semi-finals. Um, and instead... Um, it was Netherlands in very similar fashion, knocking them out. And some guys who have played for South Africa before at different levels, and Rulof van der Berwe took a great catch in Adelaide last year. And here, what, he got runs um, and two crucial wickets. Uh, and he was just a live wire in the field. Just just extraordinary all round. They've got some great stories. None better than this, this skipper, uh, Scott Edwards, as you talked about. 78 from 69, wicketkeeper, captain. He had a, he's a Richmond apprentice electrician in Melbourne. And Ryan Ryan Campbell probably got him going. <laughs> Clearly he did, didn't he? And I guess the only captain who can claim to have taken a, a work from uh, taking a break from being an electrician to hey, you know, uh, guys, I'm going to take a break for a month and a half. Going to go play the World Cup and I'll be back. <laughs> um, and well, uh, he'll have some stories for the boys when he's back on the job. And, and you're right, Heels. I mean, that's part of this remarkable journey for this Netherlands team, right? They are still largely semi-professional. They barely get to play 50-over cricket in between World Cups or these ICC qualifiers. And, and here they are on the big stage beating teams like South Africa and, and challenging other teams as well. Uh, so, no, I mean, great stories all around. Um, Afghanistan beating England was a special story. You know, everything that is happening back home in Afghanistan, the earthquake and everything else. Uh, that was special, but this is right up there. I mean, if anything, look, this is still an associate team beating a big, big team 
in a big World Cup. At least Afghanistan have been full member nations for a while, for a full member nation for a while. So uh, I don't know. I don't know where where we go next from here. Yeah, well, I mean, we we suspected right at the start that there may be the occasional upset, but yeah, you're right. Afghanistan over England, and now this one with uh, with Netherlands. I couldn't believe it when I woke up this morning and read the final score. So, uh, talk to me a little bit about uh, Australia and Pakistan this Friday. It's uh, it seems like every game we play now is absolutely critical, mm. isn't it? It is, but you know what? These results, uh, mm. Afghanistan beating England and uh, Netherlands beating South Africa, are really good results from an Australian perspective. Because, yes, I mean, Australia were criticised a lot for their first two games, but they lost uh, their games to two informed teams. I mean, yes, South Africa have been beaten today, but they've started with the tournament on fire. India have looked by far the best team of the tournament so far. Uh, and Australia got started getting things right against Sri Lanka. Zampa got wickets. Um, there were runs in the middle order for English. Uh, and Maxwell uh, and Marsh got a 50 as well. So it feels like things are falling in place. Pat Cummins bowled as well as he has in a while. Uh, and I think these results help. Uh, and just on the Pakistan game, look, uh, I think Australia have a great chance to you know, beat Pakistan and go 2-2-2 uh, before they uh, face the fancy Netherlands in Delhi. Uh, that Pakistan team is rattled. Uh, you know, and Heels has played a lot of cricket in India. But not just the way they were beaten on the field, but just everything that they had to endure... And 110,000 people just booing them, you know, chanting stuff that should not have been chanted at them. And look, they would have felt so alone out there in the middle. Uh, and to lose that way in such a big game, India-Pakistan games always have repercussions, right? So they, this is a very rattled Pakistan side. Um, in my opinion, there for the taking, uh, if that makes sense from an Australian perspective. Yes. And yeah. that's how Australia will be looking at it. Hey, Barra, just quickly, what are you hearing about Zampa? I mean, the images that we're seeing, we know he bowled well the other night, but he has this back wrapped up in compression packs and all this sort of thing. I mean, how delicate is he at the moment? Yeah, I mean, there are a few parts of his body that seem to be traveling right now. There's the hip, the shoulder. And the other day, I mean, post-game, he said um, he had some back spasm. He was just doing some gym work, and he felt something uh, like a twinge in his back. But I remember after his first, at the end of his first spell, the fourth over, he just started doing these really scary-looking, ominous-looking stretches and then um, jogged to the boundary where the doctor and the physio attended to him. And at that point, like, you were concerned, like, is he going to come back on? And he did, and he took those four wickets. But it looks like he should be good to, you know, just battle through, battle his way through for the rest of the games. That's what he said. Uh, Because if he doesn't, then Australia are, are in a bit of bother. Aren't they? I mean, he's such a crucial uh, or an integral uh, uh, you know, source for them to uh, go deep in this tournament, especially with the pitches that will get tired and they'll get slower as well. Yeah, because you've just got to block teams out from having early success. The, the Netherlands are one that, that bowl and field and enjoy themselves together if you let them uh, mm. start to enjoy themselves. And Pakistan are exactly the same. It It might not take too long for Pakistan to bounce back from that that rattled nature they're facing. Oh, very much so, Hughes. And they've shown already in this tournament they're a really strong team. They're a very good team. Uh, they won their first two games of the World like the World Cup chase, record chase anyway against Sri Lanka. Uh, and, and you're right. I mean, they'll be smarting and, uh, you know, they'll be, uh, at least they'll be out of Ahmedabad and there'll be some support for them in Bangalore as we saw in the southern part of India when they played in Hyderabad. It won't be as 
partisan as Ahmedabad. So I think that itself will be a relief for them. Uh, I also hear reports that some of them have been feeling ill. Uh, hopefully, mm-hmm. it's not dengue because that's been doing the rounds in India. Shubman Gill fell prey yes. to it. Uh, your old mate Harsha Bogle has fallen prey to it as well. Hey. So hopefully it's not dengue, but yeah, some of them uh, have been feeling ill. I heard today. I will see who uh, rocks up for training tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, I mean you can't, you cannot uh, take this Pakistan team lightly. You see that bowling, bowling attack, uh, especially with the new ball. They are missing Nasim Shah, but they're still a strong attack. And Australia just need to, you know, almost time it well. Let's keep getting better and better. Maybe runs for Steve Smith. Uh, will be the next box they would want to tick. Uh, and I thought like Mitchell Stark and Pat Cummins in the last two games have bowled really well. Yes, that, that, that's right. Um, mate, the, the tournament itself, uh, and what are the theories about afternoon crowds not being there? Um, uh, look, he's just in Lucknow uh, where Australia played their last two games. The heat was oppressive. This is yes. a, not an easy time of the year uh, in India, October, November, where uh, you want to be out and about during the day. I mean, we didn't want to do that either. Because it's not just you hot, it's terribly humid wherever you go in the country. Um, and look, it's not a pleasant experience uh, to go and watch live cricket in India. I mean, as much uh, of a religion and all that people say cricket is in India, it is not easy. I mean, because you uh, you can't carry your water bottles. You often end up, end up standing in long queues to just get into the ground. And also... Um, you visited India a lot in recent times as well, Hills. You know, the internet coverage and everything is so widespread these days. You can just sit at home or in your car or whatever mm. and watch the cricket free on your on your phone and your tablet. So a lot of pe- people prefer that. And, you know, some of them do start dawdling in uh, later in the evening. I thought the Australia-South Africa game was well attended. Uh, the Australia-Sri uh, Lanka game was decently attended, but then the... Sand started falling on them. Yeah. So maybe maybe they have an excuse to stay away anyway. Hey, Barrett, really appreciate you staying up late to take this call. We uh, uh, we love chatting to you. And then we're just saying Netherlands, their win, I'm just seeing here, it's only their third in 23 matches in the Men's ODI World Cups. And their previous wins came against associate teams, Namibia in 03 and Scotland mm. in 07. So it's a watershed night for Netherlands cricket. Oof, very much so. I think they'll be painting Dharamsala orange yeah. uh, at, at the moment. But uh, you're right. I mean, such a great moment for them. And for it to come this early in the tournament as well, is a great sign for them and the rest of the world. Now, teams will no longer take them lightly. And they're going to play Sri Lanka next, who are struggling. Who knows? I mean, they might face Australia where both teams are 2-2. Two and two, And, well, the winner uh, gets you know higher in the ranking table. So, you know, a lot to play for in this World Cup. Brilliant as hey, usual, hey, Barrett. Barrett. What colour is the Dalai Lama wearing these days? <laughs> is he maroon or orange? <laughs> He's still maroon. Oh. A lot of India has gone orange, if I may say so. But <laughs> no, I won't make political statements. He's, uh, <laughs> no, he's still maroon. I heard okay. that he's a bit unwell as well. So, But I'm sure he'll attend the Australia-New Zealand game. Yeah. He'll come out to see me, of course. Yes, That's right. Barrett. <laughs> we work, wouldn't mate. expect anything else. Well done, mate. Thank you. Really appreciate your time today. Thanks a lot, mate. <laughs> no worries, guys. Have a lovely day.